Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast with Simon Cocking, Senior Editor. I'll be doing a series of interviews with people at the cutting edge of green tech, clean tech, and anything else that we think is interesting and worth listening to for you guys, our listeners. Hi, so welcome to our latest Irish Tech News Podcast uh, with me, Simon Cocking. So, this is a, an interesting and a positive time uh, for us in that it's almost our birthday and we're almost 10 years old. Uh, first set up in 2010, obviously our September, so here we, uh, in October. So we're coming around to 10 years almost. So this is pretty cool. Um, I guess he, in one way, simply to still be around 10 years later is always an achievement, uh, particularly with many things coming and going. Um, so I think that's a positive win for starters. Um, naturally, it's been a, a long and evolving process along the way. Um, but I guess, you know, that's that's inevitable because if you think about the landscape 10 years ago to where we are now, so much has changed that I think if you hadn't changed yourselves, then you probably wouldn't be relevant. I mean, and if you look at um, the uh, visual layouts and designs of websites from 10 years ago, you know, they're not necessarily things that you'd even want to still be doing. Uh, it looks old, it looks retro, it's clunky, it doesn't do what it's supposed to. Uh, and Irish Tech News has certainly gone through some of those iterations as well. Um, and it's something I guess we're always looking at and we're looking at what can be done better and what can be tweaked. But then again, you know, landmarks also give you a time to stop and reflect as well, which uh, I think is positive because, you know, you're aware of the imperfections uh, at the same time. You know, I guess the challenge is to be, you know, to do to get more right than wrong and, and achieve that as, as well as you can. And I think we're definitely, you know, you know, 80 percent of stuff goes really well. And then if other stuff is less than perfect we're aware of that and you know we're looking to optimize that um, and then I guess that's something too that, that, that what you see as the content consumer the audience the reader the listener um, isn't necessarily um, representative of all the potential issues that there are behind the scenes that are being dealt with to to render and deliver it um, perfectly and smoothly for you and again also because now we can consume it on so many more devices and operating systems is it on your phone is it on your pc is it um, on a mobile app uh, and is it in you know in the apple domain or is it samsung you know android or ios basically so you know the funny thing is is that you know if you move into and also what browser you know chrome uh, mozilla and other bing and other things that, that are around in previous ones they don't all render the same and so you know very quickly um, from the back end there are things that as a user you just want it and you want it to work and if it doesn't then you get annoyed you know but at the back end to ensure that it loads there are things that are more complex than than maybe realized so you know that's all as it is and um, le of less interest to the people that just want to read about whatever they found that we have that is relevant to them um, but it can be interesting that you know like like the duck on the water there's still a large amount under pad pa frantically paddling to to keep it being as smooth as you would like it to be and you know I guess we all have our own metrics of how does this behave relative to the other sites that I like to use and so therefore I think everybody is aware of that either perhaps even sometimes subconsciously if not if, if not consciously that oh this is a bit clunky to somewhere else that I use so I, so these are things that mean that even without feedback you are still aware of uh, the bits that work well and the bits less so. So I guess those are all the things that are part of a 10-year journey and 
often take up conversations and threads again through the various messaging platforms that we've evolved with over time um, and you won't necessarily see as the user um, but but makes sense to optimize um, so so th these are actually wins I guess and they're wins in a way that that you wouldn't necessarily realize as the listener um, but 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 we can see on the back end and I guess even that context that behind 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 what you see is the data and the data is really good for us to show how fast pages load how long people are on articles where they're coming from uh, and and these in themselves have delivered wins to us when when we look at that and realize that things aren't always working so this is I guess it's, it's, it's you have to be a little bit in, in love with that side of things uh, because otherwise there are other sites that have great content but are irritating or do things that annoy you as a user and then you're not going to go back to them because they've kind of pissed you off so you know these are things that we are aware of too um, within that then comes I think working out who on your team is the best person to deal with what aspects and so you know uh, our founder uh, John Armstrong is great at working out why things aren't doing what they're supposed to what black hole the data is going into how things are going wrong and then dealing with the seemingly endless amount of script kiddies, bot attacks, and all the things that people do to just bring your site down, often for no particularly good reason, except that they want to they want to exercise their their coding skills or their you know their their black hat skills, you know, and therefore if you have a profile and if you have a good profile, then then you're just more. A more interesting target for them. It's like John McAfee, who obviously developed McAfee Antivirus. He says that, you know, for many people, the goal is to hack his accounts simply because uh, he seems like the uh, the gold standard in targets to go for. So perhaps we're we're a gold standard for uh, news for better and worse. Um, so I guess that's that's good. That's good in that it's bad, but it means that we know we've learned a lot in how to deal with this and. And I guess over the last six months of Corona and lockdown, um, we use that time to do things on the back end to reduce the amount of non-human traffic or rather malicious non-human traffic. Because some of the spiders that crawl websites are good because they help to rank you higher in algorithms and Google and the other search engines. But some of them aren't. Some of them are looking to scrape you. Um, you know, sometimes we'll see our content completely reproduced on other sites and they've just scraped and copied it. Um, so therefore, shutting down non-human traffic I guess and assessing which is the right human traffic and right non-human and good and bad you know these are nuances that uh, other people don't realize but but if we manage this right then then, then we keep our audience happy um, so I guess another area that's interesting is is that the, the the aim to make things as consumable as possible across as wide a range of both platforms but formats so what what we're starting to see is is that people want to download the podcast and listen to them while they walk the dog you know so that's great I mean because I guess back in the day when we went to the gym or when we cycled or we did stuff we had a playlist or a mix list and then quite quickly what's happened is is that people don't always just want pumping music sometimes particularly if you're driving or something where you have to be focused or maybe not once you have a driverless car you know a self-driving car uh, there are opportunities where you may not be able to read but you may be able to listen and therefore it's a bit like TEDx you know um, the, the TED TED quite quickly made the content listenable as well as just watchable 
for the same reasons so therefore it makes sense to to serve up your content in a similar way and we've we've had some nice things and again ahead of the curve we had text to audio plugin on the site which meant that so so obviously a podcast is a listenable piece of content but but with this plugin it meant that every article we had is also listenable by default which is fantastic so there's a few articles that we've done that we thought the kids might find interesting so we just hit play so you know everybody sat around and for two to four minutes we listened to the piece and obviously you can hear there are still some things where some words they're still learning how to say it right but you know the last few times i'd say it was you know it was one word every paragraph or more or less you know um but it's great so therefore you could read it or you could listen to it and then we have another fun thing cool thing which is is that every text article on the site is sent to an itunes account as rendered as audio so you've got both things that were originally created in audio that then come to the site uh, to be consumed but then you've got things that could created in text that could be listened to on Irish Tech News or they could be listened to on some of the various uh, audio platforms like Spotify or iTunes. So this means that uh, the, set, the same piece of content is working harder for you uh, because it's, it's in the various places where the people want to listen to it, read it, consume it and that just seems to make sense and be a no-brainer. Um, but with all these things, not everybody's doing that. So if you can be doing things that other people aren't, then naturally you're going to get an edge and you're going to get more traffic there. Okay, so as we continue to reflect on 10, ten years down the line and how it's been and what's worked and how we've grown, I guess one of the things too is, is also to, to, to value the proposition that you offer to other people that you engage with, uh, customers, clients, events. and because as you grow and as you grow stronger and bigger reach and um, have more of a sense of your value then it helps you to filter um, a lot more quickly who are the right people to work with and who aren't the right people to work with and I guess if we talk about events um, events and it's interesting even with, with where we are now and I guess I guess I'll talk about that too but so so prior to you know events not being uh, an active and physical thing that you that you would consider going to post say February of this year for the last three or four years maybe more even um, we started to get some fantastic offers to go to Singapore and Korea and uh, Middle East and the US well basically everywhere apart from maybe Africa and South America there were even a couple but less they, the other the other areas more so um, and so so these are these are great, and these these were quite useful. Uh, but then, quite quickly, you began to realise that that it's a two-way um, exchange, and therefore, the, these events, if 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 they value your engagement, because obviously, what are you bringing? You're bringing coverage, exposure, reach, and you're helping to promote their event. Um, now, unless you're going to be speaking, it's unlikely you'll be paid to go. But obviously, you know, you would realise quite quickly they need to cover the costs and expenses to get to get one of our team there and that's that's kind of a no-brainer in one hand but there were there were some events early on that wanted you to to pay for it all and claim back and you know they would settle up with you afterwards and then you realize that that's just a no because if if you take that the risk is all on you and you know like you know we had one where it took a year to get them to cover the visa expenses and stuff so you realize that you know you articulate this is what we do for you we are bringing you value and we know you have a budget so you know make sure that if you want our people there on the ground then that you cover that side 
and that that that's quite logical but on the other hand that worked very well and you know therefore those companies those events that that think you should just be merely be grateful to be there to cover their thing um is just not of appeal and you know that's quite interesting because in the beginning when you're small and you're scrappy you need your presence to be known too so you know you can see why uh, it makes sense to perhaps be keen initially but you know if that was in dublin and you could cycle to it then it's okay you know you, you know, you didn't really didn't mind, but as things got bigger, you realised that well, we're bringing something to the table here, and I guess that mentality helps then with everyone else that you deal with because once once you've worked with some companies that appreciate and recognise that, then you realise you don't need to settle for anything less with any other companies that you deal with, and and basically then you know either you're there and it's on the terms that you feel are are right for for you, or or you don't go, and if you don't go, then you're you're back home and you haven't lost the time and the travel and this was this worked out well and so a couple of us did a lot of this and then we realized that you know the second to fifth trip to Moscow would offer far less so then we looked to share the experience with other members of the team um, so this is good too I think because then it broadens the range of uh, people at your end who have experience of covering things and then equally for the, for the event they don't really mind who goes it's it's you know like once you can dial your ego down it's it's that they want the media organization to represent it they really specifically want you unless you've been asked to keynote or speak and then but that's a different that's an evolution again when you're when you're then there for a profile reason rather than a coverage reason so i guess these are all things that are nuanced but but evolved over time and then it meant that you know we had you know when things were booming uh prior to 2020 we had a whole pool of people that we would filter through to see well who'd been to moscow before who hadn't been who wanted to go again you know so you could kind of share it out and i think that's good too because i think in in an area like this if if you were to just take take all the the cookies for yourself then i don't think that that breeds growth and uh, encourages other people to be to be involved and i think i think that's how it's worked for us too that we're we're kind of a a semi-autonomous uh, distributed collective uh, all over the world you know we have writers in Singapore we have writers in DC we have writers in other places and, and, and their physical location doesn't really matter it's more is the content good and does it resonate with our readers so equally then if there's an event closer to that part of the world you can have somebody who's maybe in the same city or the same area who can get to it so all these things I think uh, showed the way towards how 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 to grow but by being decentralized too um, so I mean all of that is you know was happening prior to to the the lockdown and, and COVID-19 so then th this makes what happens now one thing I guess is that events are really off the table at the moment although I do see some people trying to create events and run events and that seems almost strange uh, of why you would do it and and I, I do talk to some people who've been and they talk about well you know the precautions were there and it was good but then it's the question is is how much value is there from actually being at the event um, to make it worth taking the risks um, and I don't th I don't think it's yet there to do that one for physical events now two therefore you're seeing a lot of online events and I think this is such a new and fluid space that people are still working out event organizers how to make it worthwhile have to have people attend and equally for attendees to assess well what am i getting out of this and so i guess these are areas where as as the organization that we are you 
you're looking at things, you're trying things out, and then you're also assessing as you go, was it worth doing that? What did it bring from doing that? Would 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 we engage with it again in the way that we did? Um, so I guess you have to be fluid and agile to, in this context to work out what's best for you, and then how 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 you process that and how you play it next time. Um, equally, I guess with this too um, is. I'd say we have a slightly elephant memory, but I think this is a good thing because it means that, you know, if people were really good to work with before, then you, you respond faster and quicker and you say, yeah, you know, I liked working with you guys and it worked well. And I think it, you know, it paid off for all of us. So let's do it. And conversely, if, if people contact you at the last moment and they messed you about a year ago or a year, three years ago, uh, that elephant memory helps to contextualize you know well what's the institutional relationship what's the legacy relationship between us and you guys was it good to work with you before or did you mess us about and and not recognize the value that we're giving and and that helps as a filter then because you know you know the as many people describe you know don't work with ourselves um if if you can contextualize remember you know on your elephant memory note <laughs> note list that these were people who who didn't really value you or treat you guys right last time you know why, why go back to that one because in this area you meet such a range of people and and some are flaky to the nth degree and others are, are sound and you want to work with again so you know i know which ones i'd rather spend more of my time with and you know i guess one of our learning things like that was was for those uh areas where where it's it involves revenue we we, we switch the model that people pay up front and and obviously some people might might be less keen to do this but the reality is is that you know we're great at creating content we didn't set out to be debt collectors and we just were spending too much of our time chasing unpaid stuff and by just flipping that and putting it all up front and making it as easy as possible you know it put it all on them and it really filtered out the flaky ones the ones that are, see i guess not everyone's plan maybe planning to never pay but on the other hand, if you've done something and it's and, and it's out there, that maybe the motivation for them to do it is much less because you've already done the promotion for them, you've already done the featured piece, and this this has worked really well. And you know, it, it means that you know some people walk away quicker. But on the other hand, there are other people maybe who would have said yes but never really intended to pay, or perhaps they you know overreached and didn't don't have the budget that they thought they did. Um, and equally, you know, if we're paid. <laughs> We're never going to not do what we said we did. It's it's what we do. We you know we enjoy doing it. But obviously you have to be focused on uh, what monetizes what you do as well. You know other, otherwise it's a hobby. So I guess those things between the elephant memory and putting it up front have worked well and have enabled us to grow. And and it has also enabled us to grow because it helps us to um, spend time with the right people and not spend time with people that just waste your time and and don't bring anything back from it. So these have been super positive things and I think they've really helped us to, to push on to the point where we, we can reflect on almost a decade going and start to think about, okay, where do we go next? Um, the podcasts have definitely been ramped up and we're finding that that's working. Uh, it just helps to add the ways that people can engage with us. Um, like in, so in theory, you know, you could be walking your dog now, but that, I think that's a good thing because walking your dog is actually probably quite a good way to process thoughts. Um, so this is good um, and then we're looking at what goes forward uh, and in this context um, the plan is is, is is to do some pieces on where how we grew uh, with the founder and where we look to go next so thanks very much and we'll talk to you soon 
We hope you enjoyed that podcast and we will be bringing you more across as diverse and interesting a range of stories as we can find. You're welcome to reach out to us on Twitter, LinkedIn or by email and give us any feedback and let us know what you'd like us to cover in the future. Thanks and keep listening.